0: Hey, Kings fans, happy Thursday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show. As always, glad to be here to talk to you all about the Kings and what is going on with our favorite or least favorite or semi-favorite hockey team uh, now that we are really into the off season and just, uh, waiting to figure out what the team is going to look like once training camps open. If you missed the show earlier in the week, uh, at the beginning of the week, I had an episode on with Justin Morissette, uh, who is, uh, Our former Locked on Canucks host, he talked to us all about Alex Edler, uh, who is joining the Kings on the blue line. So if you missed that, make sure you go back and listen to that. I also had an episode last week with Laura Saba of Locked on Canadians uh, telling us all about Phil Deneau, who is joining the Kings this season as well. So if you have missed out on learning about our newest players, uh, now is your chance. Go check it out. And I hear what they're going to add to the Kings uh, this coming season. On today's show, we're going to take a quick look at some contract situations as the Kings have given out a few contracts to some restricted free agents. Uh, So that work is continuing. And then we are beginning part one of two uh, of a discussion about Brant Clark and the Barry Colts. Uh, I'm talking with Ryan Noble of Very Barry Colts, a a, uh, obviously... Barry Colt's blog and podcast out of, where else, Barry, Ontario. Uh, So that is going to be on today's show as well. We're going to learn a little bit about the Kings' newest defensive prospect. So that is all coming up for you today. First, though, wanted to take a quick look at some contract information because I believe, as we mentioned earlier on the show, Andreas Athanasiou, who was a restricted free agent, uh, has signed a one-year contract extension with the Kings for $2.7 million dollars. Uh, So he will be an unrestricted free agent after this. Uh, So the Kings will be able to choose to retain him or move him or do whatever they want with him, but he will at least be back for the Kings. Uh, And I think with some of the additions to the top six, uh, especially with the addition of Victor Arvidsson, uh, that will probably help push Afnasiou down into less of a a lesser role really than he had to play uh, last season, where maybe he was playing a little bit more up or in a little bit of a, a role that he wasn't necessarily best suited to so hopefully he will be able to get back uh, to providing that depth scoring uh, that we really had hoped to see uh, most out of him. The Kings also announced that Leas Anderson has a new deal. he has uh, he signed a one year deal for uh, about eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a little less than that eight hundred and seventy four thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars. so you know, math. Uh, It is a two-way deal, so if he does end up in the AHL, he gets paid $70,000. Most likely that is not going to happen. He is out of waivers exemptions, so uh, if the Kings were to try to send him to the AHL, they would risk losing him on waivers. So that is uh, most likely not actually going to happen. But so he signed a one-year extension, will be a restricted free agent after this season, so the Kings will still uh, control his rights after this. I think this year is going to be kind of a show-me deal for Anderson. Uh, he really came on strong at the end of the season. Uh, they sent him down to the rain to really work on, work on his game. And he ended the season strong there. Uh, when he came back up to the Kings, I uh, looked really good there. Uh, so, I think that he uh, is someone who is finally putting his game all together. Don't forget he's only 22 years old. It feels like he's been around forever uh, because he already spent those years in the Rangers system uh, before going back to Sweden. Uh, But I think that he is a player who is figuring out what his place is and what his role is in the NHL. Uh, And so I'm really looking forward to seeing him continue to grow with the Kings. Uh, And again, like Athanasiu can play a great depth scoring role uh, he looked really great at the end of the season, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from him uh, this coming year. The Kings only have three other RFAs who they need to sign. That's Kale Clegg, Austin Strand, and Jacob Moverari. Uh, I wouldn't anticipate any issues with any of those guys. Uh, we will have the issue of having too many defensemen. All those guys are out of waiver av- av- availability, so uh, if they are to be sent to the AHL, they have to pass through waivers, uh, which, you know... Sometimes you could sneak a good guy through, witness uh, the Hurricanes putting Alex Nadalkovich on waivers at the beginning of the season and no one claimed him. And sometimes you can put a guy on waivers and uh, lose him for nothing. So the Kings are going to have some interesting choices to make on defense um, be- just because of that waiver issue. They're going to have to do a little bit of evaluating of the market to see uh, if they're going to want to risk moving any of those guys down to the AHL. But They are the only three remaining restricted free agents for the Kings. Uh, And again, I would anticipate all of them to get like one year deals while they figure out the situation. Just, you know, kick the can down the road a little bit. Uh, But congratulations to Elias Anderson and Andreas Athanasiu for uh, signing new deals with the Kings. And they'll be back next season uh, as our lineup starts to take shape. Uh, Later on in the show, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, we'll see what happens. We're going to start looking at some possible lineup combinations, uh, try to figure out what we could possibly be seeing from the Kings when they ice a lineup this season. Uh, Obviously, they are done in terms of free agency. I can't see them having room to bring anyone else on. Uh, And they're going to have some options with a few options with players to send down to the AHL and everything. So uh, we've got all sorts of ideas as to what could be happening uh, with the Kings and uh, their lineup in the the coming season. So that's uh, coming up in future editions of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. So now, like I said, we're going to take a look at Brant Clark. I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, We're splitting it up into two episodes. So today is the first part of the episode. We're going to learn a little bit more about Brant Clark, a little bit more about Barry, and uh, what it's been like this past season uh, being a blog and a podcast about a junior hockey team that did not play. So that is coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. Before we get to that, though, rockauto.com is here for you and all of your car part needs. If you've got a car or a truck or any sort of vehicle, chances are you have needed to, you know, fix it. And when you need to fix it, sometimes if you go to the store, chances are they don't even have the part that you're looking for in stock. And then you have to go through a really frustrating exercise of, waiting for them to order it when you could have just ordered it yourself from the internet. rockauto.com cuts out that whole middleman of going to the store, having to put on pants, leave your house. You can go and save time and save money by using rockauto.com. So why spend 30%, 50% or even 100% more for the same exact parts that you can get from a chain store or a dealership when you can buy them on rockauto.com. Prices are reliably low there for every customer, no matter who you are. If you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer, or if you're just really overconfident like me, uh, you can get a great deal by shopping at rockauto.com. So go to their website, rockauto.com, right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck, right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right. So as promised, I uh, have gone to the source and that source is Barry Ontario to figure out uh, what we can learn about Brant Clark, who is the first round draft pick of the Kings this year, who uh, I personally super excited about uh, to see him join our prospect pool. And so I have with me today on the show, uh, part of the Very Berry Colts blog slash podcast slash empire. I have Ryan Noble here on the show today with me uh, to tell me a little bit about Brent Clark, a little bit about uh, the Colts in general, and we've got some fun surprises uh, in store for you uh, throughout our conversation as well. So uh, Ryan, thank you so much for taking time to join me on the show today. Uh, I, I know that junior hockey, at least down here on this side of the, of the, the continental Divide whatever thing. Uh, A lot of people, fans, don't necessarily follow juniors quite as much uh, as uh, as some of us more hardcore hockey people do. Uh, So, give us kind of the 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 lowdown on on your blog on very very Colts. Like, how did you get started? Tell us a little bit about you and sort of the world of you and the Colts and everything.
1: Perfect. And thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to actually be able to talk about hockey. It's 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 obviously been a while uh, a while with the the lockdown and everything with the ohl being closed down so I'm, I'm excited to kind of get my feet wet again and uh just start doing some podcast stuff again and uh yeah so as far as uh, very very Colts uh, i launched it in 2014 we just actually had our seventh anniversary with the website so it's uh you know something that kind of was just really small i ran it myself initially um i did a little other hockey writing uh i covered the penguins a little bit for a while but you know it was Being in Barrie, I I wanted to do something locally, you know, and while junior hockey was always something where, you know, I always took NHL so seriously and I was so just diehard about it. I was never really able to like, like I enjoy it, but I just too emotionally invested. So it was nice to kind of find a way to kind of do something that I enjoyed with with the blogging and um, do something locally and give me a chance to, you know, work with people that are here and just kind of promote something that's here as opposed to uh let's say it, like in pittsburgh in that scenario uh so the website was going for a few years and i ended up bringing in a, a good buddies of mine uh, justin stapleton and ryan MacArthur. uh ryan MacArthur is actually on the podcast with me as well so um you know we're just kind of we're we're itching to, to get back into you know hockey season we've missed it we've missed an entire year so we you know just kind of uh going from just being so quiet for so long to this past week you know well even just like from the NHL draft on you know we had a couple guys selected we've hired a new coach it, it just went from being just absolutely dead to <laughs> overwhelmingly busy so it, it's it's nice to kind of get started off running and uh you know and it, it's just it's uh it's it's good and I, I'm happy that uh, it allows me opportunities to talk about these players when they get drafted by NHL teams, you know, for people that don't necessarily follow uh, junior hockey. Uh, I, I do it obsessively. So,
0: so we know that like there you know, obviously was no OHL season uh, this past year, which was, I think, really frustrating for basically everyone who has anything to do uh, with the OHL. And a lot of guys uh, sort of dispersed across the world uh, to play. Some of the top players played over in Europe, uh, Brent Clark among them. Uh, what, what was it like? I mean, aside from just nonstop crying and please bring back the hockey, like what, what was it like trying to navigate that year of, oh, maybe we'll have it. Maybe we'll have it. Maybe, maybe, oh, oops, we're out of time. Like that had to yeah. have been
1: just really frustrating. <laughs> It, it really was, you know, and it, it's funny, you know, with this season, um, I, I, uh, I did something I don't normally do. And that was I for the last season, anyways, that was supposed to happen. I was so overly prepared for everything. Uh, I did all my graphics work. I had a bunch of stuff that I was really proud of. I was ready to go. I'm like, you know, once everything opens up, you know, we're going to have the best looking content and hopefully the best actual content as well that we've ever had. And, you know, the, the, some time passed and, you know, I, I'm sitting on all this stuff and, and before we know it, the whole season's gone. So it's it's I, I mean, I think you said it best. It was just constant crying and just missing missing hockey. You know, and it was nice having, you know, like the NHL and stuff like that. But it's just it's for us, it's not the same. It's we love being able to go down to the arena and just being able to be around the kids and talk to them and watch them, you know come in very young and you know leave as adults it, it's you know it's it's losing a year is just it's losing a lot for them and luckily for like the case of you know Brand clark it it benefited him because he got to go and play pro league in europe he got to play on bigger ice which obviously is only gonna help with the skating and help with you know just different skills that he might not necessarily get the chance to do if he was playing here in the ohl not to mention obviously being much younger than a lot of the the uh, established players that play over there. So, um, so yeah, a a long winded way of me saying uh, it's been very depressing, very depressing.
0: It looks like, it looks like fingers crossed that uh, everything's going to go back to maybe not normal, but at least there'll be hockey again next season. So I think that everyone, everyone wants it back. Uh, I feel like in talking to scouts and people who do all that sort of stuff, everyone was just like, this is the most frustrating year. It's the weirdest year. We don't know half of these players because we had to watch them on video from a weird game in Europe that like
1: no one actually got to go see. So I think everyone is just really- ready for (laughs) that brutal watching yeah it was tough just trying to find anything that you could and even just trying to find highlights you know like i mean i'm i'm happy that at least we're in a time where that's an option i can even look on youtube and someone's Mm -hmm. nicely cut together highlights of of these players for me you know so it's it's nice to kind of have that but at the same time you know um we're what uh 70 days away from the the team's home opener so providing everything stays okay in Ontario, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back sooner than, than later, hopefully.
0: So let's uh let's, let's look at Brant Clark, who you at least got to see his pretty phenomenal uh, first season uh, with the Barry Colts before, you know, everything kind of spiraled out of control and he had to go to Europe. Uh, what, what can you tell us about him as a player who you, you got to watch break into the league and really kind of, start to come into his own uh, and leading to him being
1: one of the top defensemen in this draft. Yeah. I mean, when, when Brent came in, I mean, he had like, we, we felt like we, we stole him uh, when we got him with uh, the, the fourth pick at the uh, OHL draft that year. And, you know, I remember going to the training camp and immediately like watching him and, and he just stood out already. Like he, his skating just looked so fluent. He moved so well. He had, decent size he you know he was he was a pretty big kid when he came in and you know just to watch how um one of the things I think that really stood out about him early was he he was kind of like he'd act like like he was the like calling the shots all the time like he was like the quarterback on on the blue line and you don't always see rookies come into the OHL with you know that kind of confidence and it 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 showed and it, it translated well for him because as you know, I mean, he had a he had an incredible rookie year. Um, I mean, his 32 assists. He led the the OHL four rookies in assists and six goals. He it took him a little while to kind of get going with that, and he had some pretty bad puck luck. He had I remember one goal that was I think in the a few weeks into the season and end up getting called back, and he had a couple crossbars. But once once he kind of found it, he you know you you notice that. His confidence went up and not that he was lacking it before but he just he was just he had that little extra swagger you know once he kind of got that uh that first one and you know we were really excited to see how he would have looked in his second season but unfortunately we we only got the opportunity to do so watching those those uh the clips obviously online but no we we just um he, he's just I mean, his IQ is, is just incredible. He just, and he's always looked like he's just such a smart player and he's the way that he's able to just create plays and, you know, make offensive chances for the team. And it it just feels like he's, every time he's out there, he, he stands out. He's not someone that, you know, a couple shifts pass and you're like oh oh yeah clark there he is you know like and that happens a lot of times especially with like highly touted kids coming in you know it's it's very difficult to make that transition into the ohl especially as a rookie and you know a lot of teams have their guys and they're established there so sometimes it's 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 a struggle for them just to make that initial transition but it took him no time at all he looked confident and just comfortable immediately We've got more with Ryan
0: coming up right after this. But first, Bilt Bar is back, and it is delicious. There are a ton of great flavors of Bilt Bar to choose from. There is something for everyone. So if you're like me and you like sweets and cookies and ice cream and all sorts of stuff, cookies and cream is probably where you're going to want to go. If you're someone who likes berry-flavored things, well, we've got raspberry. We've got strawberry. We've got orange, which isn't a berry, but which is, you know, a healthy food. It doesn't matter what you're into, Bilt Bar has a flavor that is going to make you happy. And if you can't decide, if you are someone who is just like, I just don't know which Built Bar is going to be my favorite, you can get a variety box, which will give you different versions of all of them. You'll get to taste all of the great flavors that Bilt Bar has available, so you can pick your own favorite. Bilt Bars are protein bars that are also healthy for you. They taste like you're eating a candy bar. You would never know that you're eating something that is high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar you would know that you're eating something that is all tasty. So go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. So he he is a player who I think, you know, Kings fans automatically have really high hopes for uh it, it's been the Kings having not particularly been good over the past handful of years. Have really Uh, amassed a lot of very talented prospects Uh, I know Brent Clark in some of his first media availability kind of talked about you know having to go up against Quentin Byfield in the OHL and he's like yeah I don't think we ever won against him Uh, so we we
1: didn't he's right (laughs) we didn't he was so infuriating to play against oh my goodness I used to get so upset whenever we'd play them yeah yeah he's right
0: And, and and now they get to be friends and uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been a lot of suffering for Kings fans to, to get to this point, but we're starting to get a prospect pool that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel as a Kings fan. And one of the big things that they haven't really had is next Drew Dowdy. I don't know that you want to compare Brent Clark and Drew Dowdy necessarily, but we don't really have that like elite guy in the system who can who you can envision as your future number one guy Uh, and I think Brant Clark really gives that to the organization it's just it's interesting to see you know kind of what you said about him coming in in his first year and already being that guy and you know I think that speaks a lot to why he was drafted so high and is so uh, highly thought of because it it, yeah it takes a lot for a, a young player we always hear so much about how defensemen you know they take forever you you talk about like a 24 year old defenseman and you're still like oh you know he's still figuring it out like it takes defensemen longer to get it uh and here here he is this young kid uh coming in and basically being like all right here's how it's going uh so this i think that, we're doing. you know i think that that bodes well for his yeah. uh nhl future
1: yeah no absolutely i i think that Doughty is even not even an unfair like i don't always like to make comparables for whatever <laughs> reason i just i always feel like this isn't to sound so silly, but I'm like, man, they're going to like listen possibly to me. And I don't <laughs> want to like mm-hmm. put pressure on them mm-hmm. or like an expectation that maybe isn't one that they even necessarily are hoping. Not, not that like, I mean, I love Drew Doughty. So I, uh, I, I have a team Canada Doughty Jersey, somewhere <laughs> around here actually, but um, you know, and, and I love that type of player and, and Clark just, he's, he's that really, really offensive defenseman, but, but his, His defensive game is so strong as well. He's just all around solid. And, you know, I, and he's definitely someone that, that uh, Kings fans should be really excited to to have in their system.
0: Probably a little too early to know, especially, you know, given that prospect camps and rookie camps and everything haven't started, but is there any word kind of around Barry? Like, do people think that he's going to be back this season or are people just already sort of assuming
1: they're going to lose him to the NHL? I I think that we're kind of anticipating that he will be back. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that having him come back would probably be a good thing for him. Um, I think that, I mean, obviously in Barry, he will get a ton of minutes. Um, He's going to, you know, uh, the team has a pretty solid team as well this year. We're, we're pretty optimistic. Granted, we've, we've got a lot of things going on. We've got a coaching change. We've, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's going to be some adjustments, especially coming out of a, over a year of inactivity so but I, I i think that uh i think that that we kind of anticipate that he will come back and i i haven't really heard too much um chat about it but the few people that i that i do speak with um they're 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 thinking he'll be back now i don't know if that's optimism but you know where we're uh we're we're hopeful. I think that it would be good for him either way. I yeah. mean, obviously, going up is going to be beneficial for him as well. But if you can kind of just get him in a situation where he's playing top line minutes, he's getting an opportunity to do top power play minutes. Um, you know, the the ice time is good for him. It gives him the extra time to kind of mature physically. Uh, granted, like he's he's a decent size, but he's he's probably going to get a little bigger. And you know, it's it's never a, a bad a bad situation when uh, a guy can stick around junior just for that little extra time to, to, you know, kind of just keep working on it and and get more minutes in and, and work on developing physically and, and, and those things.
0: The, the Kings are in a very interesting position of actually being able to be very patient with their young players, which I, I think we've seen, we've seen what happens when teams rush their young guys into the NHL. And then suddenly everyone's complaining about, you know, a 19 year old underachieving and you're yeah, like, exactly. well, you could, you could have been a little more patient. Uh, so I, I, I think that's kind of the feeling we get here too as well. Uh, and the Kings have, Like, as I realized doing a show the other day, like way too many defensemen under contract right now who are expected to play NHL minutes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would hate to see him make the jump to the NHL too early and then find himself watching a lot because they just don't have room for him. And yeah, like you said, getting top minutes in Barry and getting to basically run the show is going to be way better for him than like sitting around and and watching stuff.
1: Well, even with the NHL, like, comparison through Barry, like, I mean, even when, like, Mark Shifley got, got drafted, you know, he probably could have gone up, um, but they kept him in Barry, you know, and he he just was, he was disgusting, and he, you know, like, I remember there was times when he started getting called up through the his final season in Barry, and the team's plan for the most part, anytime Mark Shifley was on the ice, <laughs> was just get the puck to Shifley, and everything will figure itself out. And then when he started going up, you'd see the guys with the puck and and it's like, they don't know what to do with it. So (laughs) it's, it's, you know, but it was a situation that it definitely helped uh, Shifley. You know, he did get bigger. He was able to, to work on his, you know, playing on the power play and, you know, he got more opportunity while obviously it's better development playing against pro players. You know, you're, you're not going to get the minutes, you know, you're not going to get the time that you would, if you, you do the. Um, the extra year in junior so but I mean you know I'm also just I just really want to see uh, Brant Clark at least one more season so I'm I'm obviously being incredible incredibly selfish there so
0: (laughs) I think I think that's that's allowed that's justifiable Uh, and is I think one of the coolest things about junior hockey is getting to see these guys who you know are going to go on to have amazing careers and you get to be like but I get to see him now for like 20 bucks. This is great. Uh, you know, as opposed, as opposed to here, thank you so much to Ryan for joining me on the show today. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at ryan noble sixty six. You can find veryberry Colts on Twitter at veryberry Colts or of course online at VeryBerryColts.com. We're gonna have more with the conversation uh, with Ryan tomorrow, so make sure you come back for that. Uh, we've got some fun stuff in store for the second half of that conversation as well. Uh, so that is it for today's show. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at right, said Sarah. You can find this show on Twitter at locked on LA Kings give me a follow, say hello, let me know what you want to hear about on this show as we uh, wade our way through the rest of the off season. Make sure you're subscribed to this show if you haven't already. If this is your first time here, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Make sure you open that podcast app that you're listening to this in and hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button so you never miss a future episode. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you leave a rating. Give me those big five stars. Tell people how much you're enjoying Locked on Kings so that other people can find the show as well and know that they're going to listen to something fun. Tell your friends all about it and make sure you come back tomorrow and uh, all the time for more Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.